0: Podcast. Hell yeah, brother. Overload, brother. Beats by at Smoke M2D6.
2: The Seahawks have narrowly lost in a one score game to the Pittsburgh Steelers in week one of the preseason. So that's good news because I guess it doesn't really matter. This is another episode of Seattle Overload where we will be recapping that, breaking that down with the caveat of not having all 22 footage. So these won't be quite detailed takes, but we will come with them later this week. For now, we'll give you a brief overview and we still have some scheme stuff to touch upon. Firstly, though, I had to deal with the Steelers broadcast, which I mean, it's interesting hearing about an opponent a lot, but then I also don't really care when they're interviewing Steelers players on the sideline and talking about the Steelers ownership, and it's it's a bit uh, lame, especially when Griffin. I believe you had Michael Bennett as the
0: Seahawks dude. Yeah, I did. It was a lot, um, a lot more interesting for a Seahawks fan, I'd say, to have Michael Bennett on the sideline and in the booth a bit um then the Steeler stuff Mike Rob was good too as the color guy play by play I mean he he's a journal major so he's built for this yeah um I mean you know, of 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 real Rob fame the real <laughs> Rob report um so he's put in his dues he was really good though like he should he could be doing this more often um I rather that, than
2: your nemesis
0: uh no comment there we've made amends I got my uh precore core 10 discount off um just kidding. Anyway, um, uh, yeah, it was it was funny though. It was fun
1: having him and and uh, Bennett.
2: Ty, did you get to enjoy Michael's?
1: Unfortunately, not. Uh, I think, like you, I am also a subscriber to DAZN as a uh, non-American uh, living Seahawks fan, and so yeah, unfortunately, I had to watch the Sealers broadcast. Got to watch some interesting quarterback things, some really sloppy play by the Seahawks at times, sloppy tackling. I'm sure we'll get into all that, but an interesting game nonetheless.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I actually, I usually like preseason stuff, but because there was no like big special teams plays from the Seahawks really, and I guess this couldn't be the special teams part, and because the defense couldn't tackle, which we'll get to, but
1: yeah I special, didn't really special the teams game. couldn't really tackle either <laughs> no
2: well that was a massive problem they can the pursuit angles were just a mess yeah
0: if uh if seattle sustains any injury to one of their starting linebackers they're going to be a dime team because they oh. cannot trot out the Blocco yeah. or muse or nick Ballor. <laughs> um that can't happen
2: no but But before we get to the defense, the quarterbacks are the main talking point. Yeah, because we have a quarterback competition in Seattle for the first time in ages. And Gino Smith got the first half and he finished with a stats line of uh, 10 for 15, 101 passing yards, 6.7 yards per attempt and one rushing touchdown. Uh, How how, how did you feel Gino Smith did?
0: Um, yeah, he had, he had a pretty decent stat line. Um, he had the, the two drops and then Noah Fant, uh, stepped out of bounds. So, I mean, he could have been even statistically a lot better, um, than he was, but, um, he was, he seemed sharp and quick game. I don't recall if there, they had a lot of deeper drop back stuff. Um, he made some nice throws outside of the pocket. Um, and then obviously he had that one really good seam throw, again like right in that do you know 18 to 25 30 yard range uh, that one was 21 yards but that's where he thrives i mean he's not just it's not just relative to his weaknesses like relative to the league average he's genuinely good there in that arena that area um it was a really well-placed ball and you could see how like comfortable he was throwing like that's right in his wheelhouse all of his best throws in new york look just like that all of his best throws i know we're going back a decade to west virginia that's the only tape we have on him or, or college and two years of the jets um, that's what he does well if he does something well it's that so it's good to see him do that in the with live action um what i am most curious about though is when he did scramble one it was good that he was still working the pocket for all that it was worth before he decided to take off i think for the most part he was keeping his shoulders perpendicular to the line of scrimmage trying to stay in a throwing position trying to maintain his throwing base Um, but he did. And then also he exhausted the progression before he scrambled. He wasn't dipping early. Now, what we don't know is he may have gone through the progression, still missed something, or he could have seen something and decided not to throw it. Right. Like that's, that's what we won't know until we get to the ultimate 22. I know the one of them where he scrambled near the, um, the goal line, he, he, uh, you know, they, they, we're in a three by two empty formation, and they motioned the weak slot to the strong side to get into one of their four man spacing concepts. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and which yeah, into gives the you field. right, which gives you like a really good the the most one on one isolated situation on the backside. They were given Derek I think it was Derek Young, yeah, a chance to run a slant, and it just wasn't there. And then immediately the, he goes to the backside. The
2: corner camped on it uh, with inside leverage really well. Which, he kind of knew it was coming.
0: Yeah, which is good. You know, anticipation from the corner. That's good football from him. And then, immediately he gets to the backside, and he'll throw that over the ball route, and or the the little snag or curl route and spacing, without any hesitation, even if it's tight coverage. And I actually didn't see if anyone was open or not. That, so I that I'm, so
2: so that play that the 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 over the ball route that you talk about, the kind of like little spot route or or mm-hmm. trace route, um, that was well covered, which is okay. rare, which makes but sense. I did because think... he will throw that yeah he will but i did think he had a shot because the corner played low on it i they have a corner route from the three who's on on the on the ball on the line of scrimmage um they have a corner route from the three and i think he had a shot at that but then you can't tell because we don't have all 22 it's into a honey hole and the safety may have been way over the top of that and we, we don't really know he also kind of um he was sort of feeling out, I think, Charles Cross in pass protection. Charles Cross didn't lose necessarily, but the way he passed protected um, sort of showed presence of a rusher to Gino's inside even though he hadn't lost. It was it that was kind sense. of that crossover, garden crossover deal, and so Gino kind of bailed on it um, before he maybe had a chance to. Uh... But yeah, that first quarter was kind of, that was a, a notable play, and then the, the rest of the first quarter was a lot of sort of we don't know if stuff is open or not but he's sort of standing right. there with good pass protection looking at stuff downfield which you can't see and it's yeah. like well we have to assume that it wasn't open but then i don't know surely especially against like the single high stuff kind of just give a give a guy a shot to go and make a play sure but then he did and... turn the ball over but then also you know there's a play where you got delayed game where he's taking too long to look at the defense and it's like maybe he just need to warm up into it
0: Right. Yeah. Um, and then the, the third and six sack, that was another case where he is trying to get as much out of the protection as he can. But again, we don't know if something was open downfield. As far as the act of taking the sack though, I think that's permissible on third and six. You're in the middle of the field and you're not field goal range. If it being third down, try to see if you can make something happen. You got Michael Dixon. You're not really worried about field position. I don't think, but definitely throw the ball away on first and second down. Cause you don't want to set up an unmanageable third down. Um, I don't know. It still would have been nice if he tried to throw the ball out or try to, if he could have made something happen again, we'll know once we get the tape on it. But um yeah, like he last year again, only three and a half games, but his sack rate when in gun was extraordinarily low. Um, He took some sacks in the under center, but out of shotgun, he is getting the ball out. So the fact that he was able to remain unsacked when he did try to extend the play, I think that's a good sign. But um, and then when the looks were there, the ball was coming off his hand quick. So th- there's the semblance of process there. Um, I think he was accurate too. That's another theme. There was accuracy. He had the one miss in the in the uh, end zone to Colby Parkinson. He got pressured and he put it in front of him. I don't really think um, that was a...
2: Mi- I thought that was one of his best throws. <laughs> really? It okay. It's weird, because uh, they, 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 they were showing, like, you know, off-quarters or, like, off-man, but, um, you know, then it turns into cover zero. They brought an extra guy through the hole right up his B-gap, and he put it where only Colby could get it. And I think Colby got hooked by Norwood, like, pretty bad. Have. Yeah. And uh, I thought he should caught the touchdown. Ty, to do you, you remember that play? Or...
1: Yeah, yeah. The... um. Yeah, I thought he kind of hooked the arm around there and kind of spun Colby. So uh kind of surprised that there wasn't a penalty there. Um that was right before the was that the one before the field goal? Or, no, that was before the touchdown, I think. Before the touchdown? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that that play, I thought that was one of Geno's better throws as well, yeah. Um and then Griff speaking to the
2: process thing. He had the third and twelve before the field goal where um it was uh he got like it was trips, but eleven personnel. He had an outside hitch, then a slot seam route, and then a chip and release into the flat. And mm-hmm. they were shown too high and they spun into cover three and the corner overlapped the seam really well. And the backside safety is coming from the backside to the middle third, but he was getting over to that as well, I think. And the hitch, they got a curl flat player right under it. So it would have been easy for him to like force it to the seam, but I mean, part of why the Seahawks like him, he didn't force anything. He just checked it down, and they got a field goal. Which I mean, it was fourth and six, so I, I think so. If they wanted to go for it, they they could have. You know, it's more. He's not great, but it's better than fourth and twelve um, or an inception. So you know that that was a positive. Uh, and then what really impressed me was his second quarter, where I thought this the second quarter he and and we should also say because of the defense struggling especially in the first half the offense didn't have that much time they it seemed like they only had two drives in the first quarter if yeah. that um and then but second quarter gino really put it together um uh, some great play uh, through hot to beat pressure to kenneth walker he um, did, yeah then
0: and he, uh, he, he knew where pressure was coming to. He did it, that, really that...
2: smart. He, you can tell he's got that coaching kind of. You know, they've spoke about it before, but he has that coaching kind of deal going on at the line of scrimmage.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, and then he had that throw to Noah Fant, which is beautiful uh, on the uh, like. It was like an intermediate route of play action, but um, yes, Fant didn't get his feet down in bounds. So that did was you did you guys really mention that?
1: Did you guys mention the throw to uh, to Cade?
2: We're, we're getting to that.
1: Yeah, that, that was, was great.
2: That was his best throw. Yeah, yeah. But, but then this is the drive before we're talking about. Before that, mm-hmm. then My after bad. the fan thing, Derek Young dropped the football where his hands looked hard, and then, um... oh, and then Bo Melton like got like alligator arms and dropped mm-hmm. the ball. Yeah, which would yeah. have been a third down conversion or close to. And Gene, that was like a little in-cut where Gino immediately knew where he was going with the football to beat the the um coverage on third down.
0: And we, I think we really want to see what Bo Melton can do on a little drag route or, or slant route where he catches the ball in stride. um, Because his speed, especially going horizontally across the field, the way he can maintain speed, speed while turning upfield, that's right.
2: Who, who caught the crosser on the mesh concept that Locke hit? was that Melton oh, or Young? That was Derek. That wow. was Derek, yeah. Which that Makes was
0: sense. Yeah.
2: Okay. And then the the drive after in the second quarter it was like the 2 minute drill it took like 1 minute 56, so perfect time mm-hmm. or 1 minute 46 whatever. Uh they had a few timeouts but um that was really nice. That that was where that that really nice Gino throw came. Uh you know, the, he sees the, that slot defender turn and, and run with with Johnson, man-turn it, trying to wall the mid open middle of the field. Gino just throws it in, and it, it looked like Griffin's trend of hashtag Gino completion every day. It looked like one of those, accurate in the <laughs> intermediate range. It really did, and uh, impressive stuff. And that set up the touchdown drive where Gino... Uh, he, he, that was the one where he, he tried to throw it to Colby Parkinson and I think he got yeah. hooked. And then um, he, he, he kept it on the RPO, uh, nothing open pump fake to create room, got into the end zone. Great, great drive, really well managed. And I mean, there's, the, Gino makes me a bit uncomfortable because he, he, it looks like everything's bordering on too difficult or strenuous but on that drive, he looked very much in control and mm-hmm. in command, like, you know, well, even in the whole second quarter, like, for instance, beating the Blitz by throwing hot, all of that stuff. And it just seemed to all fit together. And I think that's what Gino can be in this offense. So
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I thought we kind of saw the, uh, the complete package. I think we saw pretty much everything that we saw last year in terms of just his uh, ability to to run this offense and to to keep the ball safe and all that. So I, I think, you know, I didn't leave this game really feeling one way or the other or any sort of difference from before the game. So about, you yeah. know.
0: Well, one thing we didn't see, though, and same goes for Locke, is and mm-hmm. maybe the opportunities weren't there. We didn't see any deep shots, like really deep That's true. shots. I mean, yeah. the 21-yarder is still an explosive. Um, but I mean, it's it's going to be a race for these quarterbacks who's the first guy to hit something down the sideline or on a deep post or deep, deep over, you know? Um,
2: well, you'd, I think my alarm bells will start going off a bit if that doesn't happen when Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf are in right. the game. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Cause yeah. they're like, that's literally the best parts of their game is that deep stuff. I good one as well. Other things. Yeah. yeah good one's a burner. Sure. Good point. Yeah. So, yeah. um, so should we transition to, drew yeah, yeah drew woo drew,
0: drew woo.
1: <laughs> from gino kind drew so
2: <laughs> let me let me get his stat line take me
1: here actually I, I got it right here so he was uh he was 11 of 15 102, 102 yards uh 6.8 yards per attempt uh two touchdowns two sacks 17 yards loss 131.1 quarterback rating. and i want to say he also had a drop right I believe one of those was a drop. Let me yeah. see if I can figure I think that
2: out. Gino had two drops, and I think Drew had one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so I mean, yeah, both of them had fairly even stat lines superficially. Which, um to me,
2: that that actually took me by surprise because I, I thought Drew offered a different, a different dimension. Like not just the fact that he can he's mobile with his legs and he can throw on the run, but it just looked more like it fit the offense, like, which is such a sort of, you know, what does that actually mean? But like, it, it, he he seems more comfortable under center, which is odd because I I'm not sure I expected that coming in. He seems more comfortable. He just looks more comfortable. It looks effortless mm-hmm. compared to Gino. Like his his release is quicker. It's, it's not as sort of clunky looking. You know, we've we've said he has the natural talent, and and right. Carol said as much as well. But yeah. The, the contrast of, you know, one half of Gino then one half of Drew, that I mean, shone through to me.
0: Yeah, I mean, Drew Locke definitely... It, like, if you just put these guys in shorts and just had them go running around doing, like, quarterback trick shots, like all the guys in the league, and the dust would settle over a couple of hours, and you probably put, like, Drew Locke toward the top of just raw arm talents in the NFL. I mean, he, he is... Very few guys can throw the ball like he can. Um The other... Th- I mean before you even get to processing decision making and all that stuff right there's he's still more high variance of the more talented guys i mean he can spray it you know like that one deep shot like he's really not an accurate deep ball thrower i mean (laughs) we equate him with taking shots because the arm strength is there but he's incredibly high variance down the field um he's also capable of an absurdly accurate throw downfield but he's also just as capable of just throwing one, you know, overthrowing by 10 feet or under throwing it. Right. And
1: that's a footwork thing, right. For him.
0: Um, it, it often is, but mm-hmm. so, like on that one, his feet were set and maybe it's just, you know, a mental thing who knows, but like I, right. I, if he's the starter, he'll hit them to DK, you know, he won't hit them as frequently as he did to Russ, but he will hit them to DK. Now he did have Cortland Sutton in Denver, who is a good deep ball receiver and his, completion rate was like bottom 10 in the league to him on throws over 20 yards yeah Um, and imagine
2: what that would look like with russ with sutton you know like right i mean
0: sutton's about to skyrocket you know (laughs) if he stays healthy with russell wilson like they're just they are they they are a match you know on the sidelines so um but like overall there's i think part of the reason why drew and gino still aren't really separating like for real yet is that there's a a floor of play that they both share of just general comfort and they're not doing anything disastrous and they seem to be playing within the scheme, even when they're not doing anything special. And I think that's a credit to coaching. Like both of these guys, their idealized versions, I think are, we're seeing the beginning stages of it flowering. That doesn't mean it will completely bloom, right? But you're seeing the foundation laid for it. Like he's not doing anything dumb, dumb in the pocket. He's not drifting when he shouldn't. He's trying to make... Even if he could make a better decision downfield, there's Mm -hmm. still an idea of like, all right, I can still go to the low read. And he's making that decision quickly. At least he's making the decision quickly, even if it's not the right decision. And again, it's still very well maybe for him. We we won't know until we get the tape as the saying goes. Um, But -hmm. then also, he's not doing anything super risky, but then we still saw him make that really nice throw in the end zone to Colby that got batted away. Mm -hmm. But like, that's a... I don't know if you call it risky, but that's not a give me that's not a give me throw. That's a throw that honestly, only the premium arms in the league can make with consistency. And I don't know if he'll do it consistently, but fitting it over two zone defenders, tight window, putting it high where only he can get it. That's the kind of stuff that you see other guys do and you kind of drool over. Like to me, when we talk about Drew Locke's arm talent, it's not him throwing 40, 50 yards downfield. It's him accessing zone windows in the 15 to 22 yard range with precision. Now, I don't know if he can do it consistently. I don't know if he'll always do it with the right timing, but there he did. And the opportunities that are there are only there so many times in a preseason game when you when you get. You know half the game to do it but like that's good stuff and the fact that he can do that within a framework of generally safe play Hmm. that means that whatever coaching they're giving him and gino they're not they're not um putting like you know they're not putting a leash on either of them you know so it's it's cool that we can see that those kind of plays from them within a general framework of safe play though the one fade in the end zone that might have been interceptable um i don't know how the coaches view it but just he's making the, throws downfield. Do we saw like, play action drift. You know, like all the good stuff in the scheme. Do you mean the back pylon? Yeah, throw? it's a fuller. It's
1: a fuller. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The 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 DB batted it's it away, but like yeah. I think he could have caught that. Kept his it was in a bounds.
2: it was a crosser. Um, it was like two crosses to beat man coverage. Yeah. Yeah, it's
1: it's yeah. that it's that same thing that they've or probably, or at least a similar thing that they ran with Russ. Yeah. 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 What did you, what did you think of tai Uh I thought he was I mean, it's clear like the raw talent is just so much higher there than than Gino, but um and, and really there were only two throws, the the back pylon throw and the the, over, the obvious overthrow on the deep shot that really those were the only two bad throws, in my opinion, from, from Locke tonight. You know, of course, we'll talk about the fumble in a second because I know you want to get to that. And we'll talk about Pete's comments from that and what Drew said as well. Uh, but overall, I thought he made some really nice throws. We saw some, um, you know, different arm angles from him. Of course, Griff mentioned the uh, the throw to, to Parkinson that, that got broken up, but that was a fantastic throw. Mm. Uh, the throw that he had on the run on the two-point conversion was very impressive uh the throw to uh to dj dallas i thought that was one of locke's better moments tonight so uh, i thought we saw a lot of great stuff from him I, I i thought it was great that we uh or that he was you know very much willing to to take the check down that he was very much willing to or, or not uh he was not super aggressive, right? Because the thing that you hear about Drew Locker, the thing that we've heard about Drew Lock and the thing that we've kind of seen from Drew Lock just looking back at the tape and everything is that he takes a lot of unnecessary risks and makes a lot of dumb decisions. And at least as far as game one goes and from everything that we heard from the mock game, it seems like he's toned that down a little bit. And like Griff said, you know, I think that's a testament to the coaching here and um, what they've been able to, to do here with both of these guys, really.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's it. I, I like what you said about the the checking down to the flat. Actually, it reminds me of that. Um, you know, he he, he got a nice start to the second half and and his game because he checked it down to Bo Melton in the flat. And Griff, you brought up Melton running across the field, but we also saw like his crazy kind of speed. Just he had the flat defender to his outside. He caught the ball in the flat and just ran up in the on in the inside alley kind of thing. And suddenly there was forty yards now. I'm sure a lot of things went wrong pursuit wise from the Steelers defence, but that kind of just like easy speed, kind of gliding speed, um, that was like, oh hello. And 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 it was nice that Locks um you know, he'd he'd stared at an intermediate crosser for a bit and then decided to check it down. It was nice that was rewarded and yeah, you know, it's good good for him to probably see stuff like that happen so uh, the one thing means, that we saw
1: in this sorry just real quick the yeah. one thing that we saw in this game they tried to uh, make it work with the screens and it just wasn't working again tonight yeah the, the screen it timing will. i don't it know
2: will. what's going on but i i think yeah like griff says it will i think that's something the starters where you have in. to just yeah yeah practice it and establish it uh needs chemistry
0: i mean if okay listen i know I don't know what Eskerage will bring downfield, but he will absolutely eat up yards in the flat on passes to the flat, whether it's swing pass, screens. Is he gonna play this year? Hopefully, man.
2: Yeah, that would suck if he didn't.
0: But I mean, he's um. he I think he's the best run after guy on the team. I mean, he's he's like a he can break tackles, he's contact balance for a guy that's five eight. I mean, it's but we'll see. I don't know.
2: So my my, I just want to. I can't get off the fact with with Locke like his stuff, his best stuff. I I was so impressed like you know we've mentioned yeah. some of it like that throw to Parkinson from from the three. I thought he was a touch late, but the fact he can do that is impressive. You know, I,
0: I, yeah, it was a, it was a good throw that he can access that throw. Yeah. Um, yeah, it kind of was behind him a little bit on the back shoulder, but I think that was partly intentional because he safety tried to look the was...
2: backside safety to the isolated receive on the other side, and it didn't quite work. But it was it was right. Um, and then and then like also, you know, he had command. Like he was shifting, mm-hmm. shifted the offensive a couple of times, and Gino did the same thing. But like to see Locke do it, it's like oh, this is nice. And then you know, third and six going to your mesh concept, be, beating the blitz. Um, you know, that the, the bunch formation touchdown where he throw, he sees how they expand and just knows he's going straight to this guy, throws it. And, and so early that his guy can just turn around and catch the football Derek young for the touchdown. But then there's elements where, you know, it's suddenly that like, I, I'm always just terrified that there's an impending bad moment with Locke. Whereas with Gino, Gino's almost the opposite where I, I mean, Unfortunate things happen with Gino went through his limitations, but not through um, perhaps you know mental errors or, or mental lapses. It's more, it's more you know, maybe his talent deficiency sometimes. That sounds really horrid, but I, does that make sense? Whereas yeah, with, with Drew, yeah. it's like, what are you like? What are you doing? Like, he had that little period, uh, second 11, where he he didn't he didn't like. Step up into the pocket. He tried to like back foot a throw, and it was almost picked by Norwood. Right, and then on That's... the third and eleven, he over, he overthrew a screen, not setting his feet. And afterwards, he was like visibly upset at himself. And it's like, why and does that he, he,
0: happen? He was there was a a slight, you know, starting to unravel a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we're seeing less of that in Seattle, with which very little snaps that we have available between the yeah. mock game and this game. We're seeing a lot less of that than we did in Denver. Whereas Denver. He could look perfect one play, and then the next three plays, it's like, "What are you doing?" So it's it's almost the reverse now in terms of how much of what, but that, that's an area he has to grow in. Um, yeah, with, with with Gino, it's I think Gino's arm strength is so shocking because we have Russ to compare him to, who has an elite arm, and then Drew Locke, who has elite arm strength. I don't know if I'd say he has an elite arm overall, but elite arm strength. And then Gino, I think, you know. I, I still, I still think we're talking about an average arm talent or average arm strength. And in some contexts can be, have above average accuracy, but um, yeah, it's still startling to go from something elite to something average, you know, in terms of arm talent, what's really going to separate these guys is who ends up making better decisions. I think in the drop back game, um, when they go in the gun Mm -hmm. and it's going to like, who's making more plays in the intermediate, because. I truly believe and I think that Waldron thinks he can generate under center offense with either of them. Would it be more fun to be able to run, you know, post cross with well, with Drew Lock? Absolutely, but both of them could run drift, both of them can throw out routes in the intermediate, both of them can run boot stuff. Like they're going to be efficient under center offense, I think at least at worst average. It's who's moving the ball and gun that is going to be the the biggest question mark. And some of them had both of them had some good moments. I, again, I have to rewatch it back to see where these passes are actually coming in. But um, yeah, I don't know. We, we well, still need more data overall.
2: Well, on 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 um on on all of this, you know, the I I agree. But the problem if the problem I think with Gino is if you're saying you can manufacture under center stuff, the that ability of locks to throw on the run and on the move. Kind of unlocks more of that than Gino. I'm not saying Gino can't do it, but like, like the Melton play that I mentioned, Locks rolling across his body, like suddenly it unlocks stuff to the left, and I don't think the defense is expecting that. I I, I think I still think Lock has a. I mean, I I agree. We all agree. He has a higher ceiling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but um. So then yeah. Locke had that strike to Derek Young on the strike concept, which he which good. setting up with the yep. formations, and he had a um, uh, uh, five-step drop under center concept where they, they played like match quarters, had his back on the f- the three-player, and checked it down to Dallas, another check-down tie, um, and, and mm-hmm. hit the touchdown. Yep. And then the two-point conversion, throwing on the run again to Homer, perfectly placed. Nice little concept dressed up out of gun with a jet or fly sweep action unexpected slide concept which got open on the two-point conversion out of trips and um and, and i was like oh well to me lock has to play against higher strings like okay they, it was weird right. how they were doing it they were mixing guys through he was playing with kind of the same level of talent as gino was they, they did a good job blending everything it seemed but generally i think the steelers had a weaker string out there in the second half but i was like you have to make sure that lock maybe do like two series on two series off in the first half that may have been their plan but i don't think they got as much maybe they had three on three off but they didn't have enough reps because of how poor the defense was but um then the 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 lock um (laughs) the the lock bad play happened the oopsie the big oopsie. yeah well well Actually, he 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 like overthrew that seam ball that you talked about Ty as well. But yeah. I think that's because there was one a seam ball's hard because you have to throw it over. He had to throw it over a curl defender, but then two yeah. there was like a middle hole like safety coming down, and it was just a bit yeah. too much on it. But you know, it's all right. Mm-hmm. You, you live with those. But then with it. Yeah, yeah. The, the, he had the chance to win the game and he didn't. And it's unfortunate that's his last action on the field because that sticks in the and, mind and the yeah. reasons it happened is worrying right
0: yeah and and i know maddie you you're uh you're gonna have a detailed analysis of this later but that just quickly that's an area where gino is legitimately ahead on the pre-snap administrative stuff setting protections gino Hunter. has i mean gino has that lead on drew and that that is a that is a significant variable it's kind of like the hidden stuff that maybe is is you know not as easy to pick up on a broadcast but that's the whole arena where Gino's ahead I think still um
1: so real quick do we think Drew starts game 2 on Thursday
0: No I think they switch off quarters I think they give Gino the first quarter Drew the second quarter and then maybe they give Drew the third quarter and then Gino the fourth but at that point you're going against like Joe Schmoes. I don't know how... But Griff, te- how,
1: is, how is Jacob Eason going to get... Right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: they're, they're basically saying you're... Yeah, I mean... He, you're not very good, but you may, a, when we when we
2: have to pick a starter, we may have to get rid of the other guy, and then you right. may become an assured backup. That might be what's mm-hmm. going on here. Right. Uh, little, he, he does have an arm, right?
0: I'm not misremembering that. He can, I think he has can... two
2: arms, Griffin. Mm. Yeah. Um. But yeah,
1: that. Do they have two arms in England? Just kidding. Uh huh. Um, do You guys have ten toes and ten fingers.
2: In England. I think so. If you, you count, but everyone's like, "Oh, big thumb is your your thumbs not a finger?" Ooh. Mm. Very mm. funny. Um, Same
1: thing for big toes. Does that rule apply?
2: I don't think so. I think they're a um, toe, right? But you don't call nice. your your thumb a thumb finger, do you? it fun it's true
1: it's true right yeah you don't say big finger like you say big toe yeah it's a good point so So,
2: the lock fumble let's let's talk about it mm. because that's the the big play and i think ty you're saying like is he going to start i don't think so I, i actually i think if anything, Pete Pete seemed like quite downbeat in the press conference. I think he thought they were going to win, and then he was really annoyed because Kenny Pickett beat them, and they had a massive pit celebration.
1: Now, if that play doesn't happen, and let's say Drew Locke does lead them down the field and wins the game, or like they get a field or whatever.
2: Oh hell yeah, yeah yeah. He, he starts. Yeah, he starts Thursday. He has yeah, to yeah, be. He has yeah. to be because he's so he's, that one.
1: That one play like. Did it. Well, one,
2: Pete, how do you win a game? You win a game in the fourth quarter mm, that's true, and that's true. you look kind of lost the game in the fourth quarter. That's true. Two, it's all about the ball and he turned mm. the ball over and was it his fault? Well, on the surface, a blindside rusher into your quarterback ain't really ideal and you'd wonder why a pass protection call would let that happen. But what happened was uh, the Steelers were showing their nickel from Lock's right side was going to blitz and the, the, the safety over the top of it was c- creeping down as though he was going to replace that nickel and coverage on the slot receiver. So Drew's looking at that, we presume. He's seeing that and the pass protection slides out there. So they put three people for the potential three guys who can come. Okay. Now, on the other side, Drew's not thinking anything's going to happen. What actually happened was the Steelers didn't blitz the nickel off the right side. They blitzed off the left side. So they brought one extra from that side, where the Seahawks only had two guys in the pass protection call because it was a five-man pass protection call. Seattle could have kept their back in and put three on that side as well. But the problem was uh, they didn't. They, they, They instead decided to have the running back as the hot guy. So as they did earlier in the game, as Locke hit earlier in the game and Drew and and Gino hit early in the game, you can hit the back as the beater for the pressure. So what happened is they brought three off that side, Drew didn't see it, and Seattle only had two guys out there, and Drew got sacked, fumbled. If Drew had seen it, he'd have also seen DJ Dallas, who'd got clean from anything and was wide open for the pressure beater. But Unfortunately, Drew didn't see it, and he was sacked. Now, you don't know it's on Drew until Pete Carroll says he saw the same thing as what I saw, and then Drew Locke admits, yeah, yeah, that was my bad. So it was Andrew. That's unfortunate, and he should, as Griffin said, he doesn't have the same command as, as Gino. So
0: now it is something that is conceivably fixable. So, you know, if for for the half glass full people, let's see if let's see if he can, you know, be able to set protections right next week.
2: <laughs> and we should say, you Russell know? Wilson, in the heat of the moment, has sometimes struggled, like Arizona Cardinals games, he struggled with hots.
0: It, it's a thing that Gino's legitimately good at. And I think we kind of need to, it's hard for some people to wrap their heads around the fact that Gino Smith is actually good at certain things. And I, and I know like it's, you know, you look at his, which his only real tape again is like the jets and that's, it was, did not go well, but you can still, even like, then you can go back and watch that and see, you know, he does some things well. Um, So I don't know. We just need more data, more games, don't we? Mm
1: -hmm. Data. So, and we're getting a game in five days. Quick turnaround. Five days? No shot. Barely
2: any time to watch the tape.
0: All right. Defense. Um, Defense. The rookie corners thrust into action with Trey Brown out of the picture for the moment. Although he's coming back, Sidney Jones out, Artie Burns out. Um, It was a little rough for them. Maddie, what did you see from the rookie corners?
2: Uh, Tariq Woolen had really bad approach angles. Uh, he couldn't tackle. Uh, he tried to undercut a ball and missed it like he showed in college. Uh, he busted quarters to a stack uh, with one running shallow. He uh, didn't play very well. Uh, and then Kobe uh, got big boyed because um, he's got short arms and he's not the biggest, but played pretty good at nickel. Good. That's and nice Willem could run, but he like was running and missed the ball, so.
0: It's their um, first NFL experience. It is. And, I mean, it's so
2: they th- it. they were day 3 picks for a reason.
0: Yeah. I, I expect the good reports from camp to show up eventually, you know. Um they he seemed a little good sh- That's good. They, they they just seemed a little like unprepared. It's like things got away from them.
2: Lack of you know? lack of um yeah, lack of preparation. I think the moment, I think just generally for the whole team, it's a young team and they just, on the road. you know, I just don't think they were quite ready for, you know, it's their first yeah. experience of it. Yeah. So got to give them some slack. And the tackling overall on defense, well, I mean, you spoke a bit about the slow linebackers at the start and how the linebacker depth is bad. And especially running these types of defenses where you're like, wanting to cover guys tightly or wanting to push with a three and you're getting stretched horizontally. You need to have linebackers. You can run and the lower strings couldn't run and they weren't very good. Um, yeah. But the tackling Pete Carroll mentioned as being a massive issue and it, and it was like, they couldn't tackle at all. If you can't tackle on defense, you won't do much. And the other things were, you know, busted coverage, busted run fits, um, like l- literally just like leaving a a C gap, just wide open and no one fitting it. Like, okay, that's interesting. And, um, <laughs> yeah so i i don't know i just talked this for the defense like they got reps i don't really I, it's not there's no reason to panic because
0: yeah uh coleman by the way that slant that coleman gave up on that third and six he was playing it like he had rat help yeah so, the, I, that, I don't know. they
2: tried to the rat like just went down to the running back i don't understand it it was they sent five and then the the sixth dude yeah he just doesn't rat late. he it just he just sense. adds on and so Coleman's like playing firm outside leverage like you said like he has a rat and he didn't so we saw yeah. Gunnar olshevsky look like um Julian Edmund Wes Welker, yeah.
0: or Wes Walker or yeah. Andy mm. Isabella any of those guys on <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. a yeah Who uh, Brent Burson Cole Beasley Stokley, Stokely Brandon legend Stokely all these guys that are just very, very, very similar in many, Danny, many ways. Danny Amendola, Joe Giraffi,es Jordan Adam Nelson, Thielen. Adam Thielen, Cooper Alec Pierce, Charlie Martin—all yeah. six, seven of them. You know, Tana McAvoy, McAvoy Brian Walters, Steve Largent, Brian Walters. Um, we're just giving you guys some ideas Cody here. Thompson, Cody um, Thompson. Drew J.J. So one, Watt. If you played slot receiver, mm, Travis Kelsey. What, one Travis
2: positive was I don't know about Harrison Travis
0: Smith. Harrison Smith. Yeah. Okay. You yeah, got yeah. you're back on track now. Okay. Um, one
2: positive was uh, I mean Maddie other than Brown, a few scheme things. Um, other than a few scheme things, I'd be a good slot receiver. Other than a few scheme things, like uh, they they did like six two tough fronts. They did. For heavy personnel yeah. like last year, they ran a lot of even fronts.
0: They ran a lot of four-two-five nickel. What ha- I mean, th- I thought they, th- were three, they were
2: 4 What the heck? Yeah, it's
0: well. So, like the principle there is, they are trying because it's easier to get edge rush when you're in a four-man front, right? They're trying to be juiced up on the edges as much as possible. But that said, we didn't get a lot of base personnel. So when they're facing like the heavy under center teams, you're gonna we're gonna be seeing more of it, right? In base. Um, we'll see more three, four, but, uh, I won't be surprised if they still try to remain in the, in a four down front somehow, some way, um, in, in a lot of different contexts. Um, so th- that's, that's the front real, really quick on the edges though.
2: Yeah. That's the big yeah, thing Ma- I wanted to talk Mafe. About. Mafe, So
0: sure. boy, Mafe sack. Okay. So hand in dirt, it seems like he has no false step problem because he can just fly. He can just power off out of his stance i don't think when he's standing up he's rocking and he tends to shift his momentum he can he can time it up where he's rolling off his front foot like he should like he should his back foot's lifting up first um and he gets speed depth on the tackle he's deliberately cranking his hips and toes around it allows him to square his shoulders to the tackle while he's running a curved path swipe rip and then bend under you can still see like his lower body was still in an awkward position as he was bending but his get off, his play strength at contact and his hips and toes were helping him maintain as tight a path as possible. That's what some of his best college reps look like. So that's him taking to coaching, I imagine, like him developing the way he needs to develop. He looked a little clunky at times on the left side when he doesn't get that the time time up to snap well. Um, just because he's not that fluid in his lower half. That's why the Cliff Averill comparisons drive me nuts because Cliff Averill is as bendy as you can be in 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 his Mm -hmm. lower half, but still really good things to see from him. We saw some speed to power off the left side, so it's really encouraging to see from him. But the other guy, Alton Robinson, coming in trim like a full 15 pounds lighter per him, uh, he looked really good. He's coming off the ball way quicker, and it's just like what we talked about in the last episode when he's coming off the ball quicker he's he is tough to handle at the top of the rush I mean he got into that rip and bent it and the tackle couldn't do anything he's just too stout through contact bending through contact there so really good stuff um he had a couple of good rushes he was active all night um Taylor's fast we know that he got he got into the backfield a couple of times um you know just with pure speed rushes so that's that's really good signs to see from that group Uchenna and wosu didn't have a lot of reps but he has some good speed of power he looked the part he had a good inside move so good stuff there
2: oh uh, and uh our guy miles adams had a really good game i can't wait for the yep. tape for that because i mean the the standout was that third and two quick swim to beat the guard on uh, i think it was inside zone and get the tackle for loss to get the Defense off the field, but uh, you know he looked disruptive. Had a toolkit. I think you said Griff of, of like pass rush moves. So exciting,
0: hands, power, leverage. Like, dude, he's got to be. He's got to be not just make the team, but you got to give him a couple hundred snaps this year. Yeah. Who and we then, didn't see was Aaron Doncor though. I don't no, think he even got on the field. Who was forty eight? Forty eight was doing some things. Uh Lakeem Williams. Lakeem Williams. Okay.
2: And we didn't see. We didn't see Josh Johnson either on offense. So there's a few yeah. like upsetting absences. Maybe they got Knox. We don't know. They're not like the marquee players that reporters would necessarily ask about. But uh, yeah. Th- and then. Oh, wait. Uh, Lakeem t-
1: Williams is 46. Hold on.
2: Hmm. Two other scheme notes where Ty looks that up are uh, I mean, it looked like they were matching the nickel uh, to like trips in cover three. So like a stubby check. Like. Looked like he was taking the seam, and they looked like they're playing more like Rip Liz, but I couldn't tell if it's cover one or not. But they were catching, so I think it was Rip Liz cover three. So both seams matched rather than just the one seam and leaning, which has its negatives, as we saw today. And then the other thing was they ran that cool um, double A gap uh, look where the backers keep dropping out, and then it's like a coffee house stunt version where the guy to the back pretends to drop and then rushes back in and basically it keeps the back in protection and it means you can run like a three deep three under fire zone but your hot three player doesn't have anyone to cover so it's basically like playing cover one rap but with more kind of zone intentions which i mean that's cool if you're nerdy and then i guess we should probably mention the offensive line who i thought did a fantastic job
1: Mm-hmm. um I mean, real, real quick by the way griff you uh there isn't a number 48 so lakeem williams is <laughs> oh is 46, it 40 it's 49 or, then 49 yeah that's uh josh uh okay nice udfa right. so all right i mean he he looked active he
0: maybe he's a practice squad stash guy that develops over time i mean he looks like the You know, you talk about how for three, four teams, you want your depth guys to just be athletes that just kind of do stuff. Can he be one of those guys? We'll see. Um, So, yeah, but but the offensive line, I mean, either Travis Homer is Barry Sanders, or this is a very good run blocking unit. Um, Now, Travis Homer actually did look pretty good running the ball. Don't get Mm -hmm. me wrong. Um, But Jake Curran, he looks as good as he did last year in run blocking. I don't know how a guy that plays so upright gets so much movement on people. But he's just stronger than them. Um, He's just moving people. Uh, I think Phil Haynes looked really good too. Mm. So did Damian Lewis. I mean, I mean, they were all run blocking well, crossed, didn't seem to have any issues. He had a good down block on one of those counter runs where he has to wash out the end. Yeah. Um, So they're just the mid
2: zone was dominant, man. It was really good, front side and
0: back side.
2: They ran for like six point one yards per carry, one hundred fifty nine yards, twenty six times, like and. and yeah, go ahead. Uh, the 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 Abe Lucas play where he's trying to um, seal uh, five tech basically so mm-hmm. on his outside shoulder, but he's trying to get him to his inside, and he like latches on and then pancakes the dude to the inside. And it you know it turns out that guy's like a third string edge according to the Steelers depth chart that their media team handed out. But like still, it for a guy who you know we're kind of like well he hasn't had. Maybe, you know, maybe he doesn't like blocking people or maybe he just hasn't had the opportunity. But he had the opportunity today and he excelled. The whole and then the pass pro gave gave the quarterbacks time too. Like the the O line looked really good. I yes it's the Yeah, the season, pass protection then.
0: was Charles Cross is what a top ten pick looks like, man, at tackle. So that's 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 really good stuff. Yeah, the, the level of comp isn't there, but he looked really solid. I think the guards held up really well too. Um but again yeah i'm really excited to really dive into that from the tape and see how it looked but if if the protection is good this year it it, it really defines the ceiling for the offense and i'm just saying on record i think the ceiling for the offense is like dead average but and i don't think that's necessarily the most likely scenario of them breaching their ceiling but i think it's attainable so it'll be interesting to watch but it will it will hem it will, it will depend on what protection could do really good first outing for, for them so
1: mm-hmm.
0: like like gino's sack yeah i could have thrown thrown it away but that was a coverage sack yeah you know so
1: good stuff yeah good stuff from the protection good stuff in the run game uh even from the second unit too dj dallas had a lot of a lot of holes tonight so
2: I thought he actually missed loads of cuts, like yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and seemed really slow. But he went off, so
0: yeah. Um, I mean, so DJ does look quicker though than his first year. Mm. I thought he looked kind of slow-footed. I, I he's he's not. It's startling because he's not, you know, Penny. He's not Walker, but he's still better for himself. I still think he's a depth guy. But Kenny Walker, I mean, his average wasn't great, but he looks really natural, mm. just gliding back there.
2: Fluid, um, fluid 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 and just easy vision like yeah the run blocking was really good for the him pacing, yeah, but the, yeah the pacing of it like the way he's able to cut when the holes at his best spot to cut if that makes sense mm-hmm. like oh for sure yeah so exciting stuff and i guess you know the seahawks play the bears at home next thursday or friday for me 1 a.m and you know, that's the next next opportunity for us to see them. We'll have a tape podcast hopefully come out on should we aim for Wednesday?
1: I guess
0: so. Oh no. Uh yes.
2: Still so we'll we record Tuesday? Tuesday, I guess. Can yeah. we do that?
0: I can. If the tape is out by then, yeah, I can do Tuesday.
2: Yes. Okay. Okay. So if the tape's out then, and if it's not, then we're sorry
0: then wednesday and if not then thursday
2: fernando thank you everyone for listening watching you know the drill like subscribe five star reviews retweet follow etc etc
1: and uh go hawk oh what's hawks